In this week's episode of Student Inter, we'll be discussing the win against Parma, previewing the two upcoming games against Rapid Vienna in the Europa League and Sampdoria in the Serie A, Inter Legends, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Ecco Perisic, uno contro uno, gioco di gambe, guadagna il fondo, il cross, Icardi, e gol, 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 Maurito il Mamba! Sono i blocchi nell'area di rigore, arriva la palla, la prende Messino! La prende Messino! Che segna solo contro le Romane e segna il gol del 3-1! Per una vittoria eccezionale! Eccezionale! Benvenuti, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Nima Tavalli Ruzzari, wishing you all a welcome to a good to a week where Inter have finally won for the first time in 2019 and Inter have also managed to score in open play. I think the last time that happened was when Jesus was wearing shorts and Moses had a shave. But either way, it happened. And I'm joined by three lovely guests to discuss uh, a lot. Because as always, Inter doesn't just win and make the life easier, uh, make life easy for themselves. They have to complicate things. Um, and therefore, we have a lot of content, uh, which we're grateful for, I guess. Um, but starting off with uh, the uh, Interlegends writer on Semprinter.com, all, all the way from the Carolinas, as we call them, uh, welcome, Mr. Kriti Smith. Hey, Nima, how you doing? And uh, Will and Mo, I've blocked off this hour called Intertime on my calendar at Outlook, so people at work don't come looking for me. And we're also joined by um, uh, the preview writer for Semprinter.com, excellent preview writer, uh, Mr. Mohamed Massa. Hey, guys. Fantastic. To finally be back on this after rain, so look forward to a good, uh, good pod. Looking forward to it. And we are joined by our good friend who hasn't been with us for quite some time. Uh, he writes for the Serpents of Madonina. He writes on Semprinter.com. He's also on uh, radio shows all over London uh, and uh, all around <laughs> a good guy, <laughs> Mr. Will Beckman. <laughs> I'm on one radio show occasionally. Well, um, so, so I am Bella. Artistic, artistic license, yeah. yeah. Exactly, thank you. Welcome I mean, back to the land of the living, Interisti. Yes, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was nice to win. It was nice to win. Yeah. Um, right, let's, let's get to it. Um, uh, we, we, we did uh, Inter play against Parma in, I mean, in the first half uh, that looked somewhat better than it has so far. I mean, they looked like they had intentions. Um, but above all, uh, it, it, they, they were really lacking that final product. Gervinho hit the bar, uh, and, I, and I think everyone was feeling this was going to be one of those days. Uh, but then in the second half and, and halftime, something happened. I think something did happen at halftime, uh, tactically and attitude-wise. And a lot of that, in my opinion, it goes down to a certain Rajana Ingolan. Um, I'm, I'm keen to hear you what you think, Will. Um, is this such a flash in the pan, or is this the beginning of his redemption? Well, I don't see any reason to to assume that it would be a flash in the pan. I mean, he was very uh, candid after the match when he was talking about uh, changes he's made to his lifestyle, uh, where, how he's going to have to approach his um, his football in a different way. You know, he's just turned 30, and uh, he made it clear that um, you know he was it was put to him that a lot of footballers after the age of 30 have to change the way that they they live their lives in order to to stay at the level that they were able to maintain. Uh, throughout the rest of their career um, and he said pretty much you know yeah uh, I've never really given much importance to what I do off the pitch to how much I drink to, to what clubs I go to or, or so on and so forth but now I'm going to have to think about this a bit more I'm going to need to be more circumspect and um, 
I mean, if 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 the if the performance on Saturday is anything to go by, then then yeah, I think this could be a this could be a very important moment for for Nangolan in his season. I mean, the 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 penalty miss against Lazio was about as low as it could have got. I thought maybe that was kind of the point of no return, but you know, he seemed to be very very open. Uh, he said that he's made some kind of pact with the club that you know that they've shown all this faith in him and they he wants to repay them. So you know, I, I think there were good signs on and, and off the off the pitch. Um, I agree that he was he was very important in the second half. Um, it's kind of the first time we've really seen him do what he was signed to do. Um, you know, the, the, it's his first assist, uh, the one for, for Lautaro. It was kind of the, the kind of assist that he was brought to to give. You know, I remember when Spalletti was interviewed right back in the summer, he said he sort of gives you that kind of turbo charge uh, when you're going forward. And that's kind of what happened when, when he won the ball on Saturday. So uh, I would say, you know, let's not crown him the, the new you know, the best signing ever in Inter's history. Let's wait a little bit. But that was definitely an encouraging performance that I didn't necessarily foresee. But we can do, we can give him the no shit Sherlock of the year award for discovering that alcohol and drink doesn't mix well when you're an elite athlete. Um, Mo, um, I just have, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I mean, did, did you expect that... Um, that uh, that 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 change in the second half after having watched the first because I sure didn't because we've not seen anything to suggest that that something like that was coming. Look, I I, I thought first of all I thought the entire match the entire setup was was overall better than the last two games. I I, I felt quite positive. Uh, I, I didn't get that feeling that you were talking about earlier that it was it was a destined to doom sort of a match. I felt everybody was a bit more aggressive and. I also agree that the second half was far better than the first. It was, it was the best half that we played in 2019, the Benevento game uh, aside. So, so yeah, no, I, 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 I think all in all, considering where the team was mentally and the fragile mental, mental state, I think we couldn't have asked for a better match uh, than this. I mean, we could have asked for a, a far better match with Riccardi <laughs> missing four sitters, of course, you know, like on, on any given, any other given day, but given given the, the the condition that Icardi's form is in and and the mental state of the team and uh, the whole media circus around the the, the, the side I, I was I was I was very satisfied with both result and performance mm, exactly um, speaking of um, the uh, media uh, speaking of Icardi or kind of a tangent off of that critty I mean Latoro Martinez surely now has to be too good to be on the bench because that performance, that I mean, the, the movement and attitude and will and desire he showed when coming on—that's uh, not just an accident, is it? Uh, no, it's not. Before I uh, get to that, I like to say it's great that Raja has cut his club time back from 4 a.m. to 2 a.m. So I think that's uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. I think that we should all live by that example after we turn 30. And um, number two, yeah, um, you know, I was telling—well, I said this—you know, I was telling myself I, there were times in the first half where I looked at the clock and the match and I was like, Oh damn, it's only the 25th minute. This sucks. And I was really just bored to tears. And the second half was a complete turnaround. And especially in the uh, 76th or 77th minute when Otaro came on, um, he was a ball of energy. I mean, the guy was all over the pitch. He was, he was fighting, he was attacking. He was, he was uh, uh, pressing. I mean, I, I was thoroughly, uh, impressed and enjoyed his his performance, and you know he. I, I don't know. See, the thing is with him is 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 we say is is it time for him to to start? And 
I again, I go back to the whole, you know, Paco Alcacer move with Dortmund, how he's instant offense off the bench and how he at one time led the Bundesliga in goals playing only, you know, a handful of minutes. And I don't know that Martinez isn't our super sub in that aspect. I don't know how it's going to be. It's going to be kind of a, a, a tricky thing, I think, for Spalletti to, to figure out how to start him and Icardi in the same in the same match, side by side, in the same uh, attack going forward. Um, I think that he provides uh, so many benefits for the team in the last 10, 20 minutes of the game. And, and, and like Mo and I said a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I would like to extend that 10, 15 minutes out to about 30 minutes. I'd like to see him maybe come on in the 60th or 65th minute to provide more uh, of a 30-minute uh, instant offense than, than the, the, the 10 or 15 he looks like he's getting right now. But, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about him in this match. I thought that he uh, came in and did what he was, was assigned to do. It was to put interrupt 1-0. He did that, and he played very well, had another couple of opportunities after the goal he scored. Um, so, yeah, my hat's off to him. Excellent performance, I think, uh, from what he did. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. But but for me, what I thought was really interesting is is uh, f- from his performance with Latauro with Latauro was that when when you had Latauro on the pitch, you have a, a player like Icardi all the way up there in in in, in the number nine striker role in the four two three one. Latauro naturally is much more uh, has has much more moves much more and likes to drop in space. And when for example, I think a big example of that was Vecino's uh, the build up to Vecino's chance in that you have. With, with Brozovic, Nainggolan, when Nainggolan pulls, uh, plays a little bit deeper, um, and you have like in Vecino, you have you don't have this kind of hole in link up. There's like a, like almost like a stepping stones all the way from goal all the way up to attack, uh, and which 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 makes the team less fragmented at least from uh, centrally. And and I think that what we saw, you know, his his is is I mean he's he's more than just a goal scorer. I think and finisher. I think his intelligence really showed there when he when he drops and plays that lob chip elegant little lob chip pass forward to Vecino who inexplicably misses that chance. Uh, it's harder to miss there than score. Um, but, I mean, I think that that's what I like the most. And I think as long as you have Icardi at the club, um, you're going to have to have someone like that, like plays like a second striker, uh, uh, that, that, like, that, that links the team more together. Uh, I don't know uh, if, you, if you agree with that, Mo. No, I agree. I, I think... Uh... I, I think that overall Icardi benefited uh, from uh, Lautaro's presence. I think will benefit from Lautaro's presence on the pitch. I think the the goal that Lautaro scored in uh, no small part was also due to Icardi's run off the cross run, which uh, dragged away uh, one of the central defenders, allowing to, allowing Lautaro to move in behind the other. So, of course, two players, two 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 forward players who, you know, whether they're they're central strikers or players that play in or around the, the opponent's penalty box, make life easier for each other. And of course, there are different differing styles of play complement each other quite well. But we've also seen the partnership kind of not work when, when given a lot of time. So I, I, at this point in time, I, I, I feel like I agree with the Critty's assessment of uh, Lautaro's best contribution to the side insofar as that his, his, his services best serve enter uh, if he comes in midway through the second half or early through the second half when required rather than uh, us pushing for him to be a starter alongside Icardi. Uh, 
Um, one thing that we've been discussing quite a bit on this show, um, like through almost two years now, ever since he signed for Inter, is whether or not we want to see, you know, that we want to see João Mario playing on the right wing. And I thought he did really, really well there. And I thought he helped. Um, in, I mean, his crossing is actually pretty decent. Um, and he, his, his, he's, he's calm with the ball and secure with the ball. That kind of gives Inter that extra edge. Okay, you lose a little bit when going forward. Uh, down the right-hand flank, but when you're playing Danilo D'Ambrosio there anyway, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be attacking through the other wing, um, so that you're you're kind of more centralized anyway. Um, I thought I thought that paid out really panned out really really well. Will, um, do you, do you do you think this was just one of those things where that Spalletti should you know try to get rid of as soon as possible, or do you think that actually is a is a viable option going forward? Well, I don't think he's going to he's going to do it from the start. You know, let's remember that Inter had Politano and Cater both out in this game. You know, they, it was not a full strength team. He didn't really have a huge amount of choice. Candareva has been poor in the last few weeks. So, you know, not just the Can't last few weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say, I'm yeah. glad you discovered. That's why I giggled. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, yes. Yes, I just said something <laughs> silly. Um, no, I don't, I don't expect it to happen going forward. But I, as, in terms of, you know, something that he's going to, He's going to go along with because, you know, Politano comes back from that. I'm going to start that sentence again. That went wrong. Politano starts uh, next week, I would imagine, against Samp, you know, so it, because he's been one of Inter's best players this season. He's not really going to put Jean Mario in for him. You know, I, I think it's I just think it's good that Jean Mario is an option because, again, I would not have thought that, you know, six months ago. Um, so that, more than you know, Jean Mario should start or anything. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but, you know, any, I'm just pleased he's there. Um, so, you know, if it happens, if Inter find themselves in this position again, it's good to know that Antonio Candreva is not the only option. But he did play well, you know. He, <laughs> yeah, he did. I the mean, good thing about Jean Mario on the wing is that he's further away from goal. So <laughs> he doesn't have to fall over his own boots I when don't he understand. comes close to the box. I don't understand how he can be so poor. Like a, a professional footballer in this day and age who can who cannot finish. It's, it's really remarkable. Um, speaking of that, Vecino, um, is it like, what, what was that? I mean... It wasn't Garracharua, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But I, I don't understand how he can miss that. Um, miss that. Like, miss miss from there. It's It's unbelievable. Um, I, I, I thought, I mean, to be honest, what I thought, um, uh, when you play Vecino, you know what you're going to get. Um, he is a very limited player. He, he runs a lot. And it, what, what's good about him is that he runs into the box from deep, which, which allows, which makes Inter much more dangerous. Because when Icardi's up there and no one else is moving into the box, uh, you know, the, 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 the amazing tactics of crosses and inshallah, basically crossing into the box and hoping to God that someone somehow, somewhere, the, goal, the ball will go to, to Icardi. But, he, um, it, but, but with Vecino, you, you, you kind of actually make him make the crosses, you know, matter because he, it's hard to defend when a player comes with pace into your penalty area. Um, but, but I thought, but, but I think, and I think that's what Inter are lacking more than anything, uh, that the, the midfield and wing players don't build up. It's basically Hail Marys, uh, or it's easy to defend. Um, I think, I think that's why the goal was so refreshing. You know, it came from the middle of the pitch, not from yeah. across. That's why yeah. Raja was brought in. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that him and Vecino are very important to kind of diversify the way that Inter attack. Uh, and that's why I, I still, I don't want to give up on Vecino because he is the, he's got the characteristics that, that we need. You know, I remember um, 
remember he scored the equaliser against Roma last season. I was ecstatic because it was a, a goal from a midfield runner. I felt like I hadn't seen it for 25 years. You know, it's, <laughs> it was it was just so special, and we need more of that. So I, really? I hope that he. I hope that he can just be fit. You know, I think that's the problem. You know, that's one of the problems that you've seen. He keeps getting these problems and that's not an excuse for why he didn't score on Saturday, but it does explain why he just seems so lethargic for, for so for so many matches, you know. And I hope that, you know, he could he can recover some, some good form because there was a period at the start of the season where he looked fantastic. Um mm. so I, I would I would agree. He's he's an important player. Or could be an um, important player. Icardi is going through his longest goal, tra- goal drought in his in- inter career. I think it's seven games now in the Serie A that he hasn't scored, uh, which has never happened before. Um, but uh, this also happens after this. This whole thing started with, with when when Mrs. Icardi went off on a tent, went off on a rant, and this this whole uh, situation regarding his contract and this media circus surrounding that really started. And Spalletti. Uh, does what I, I mean, I, we'll get into that because there's a lot, lot to unpack there, but Spalletti does basically what he thinks he, he needs to do to get to, to get the dressing room united behind him, given that they, they, they kind of showed him faith by playing for him uh, against Parma, so he wants to kind of be on their side. That's his assessment of the situation by going out after the match and saying that this situation with Icardi needs to be uh, addressed as soon as possible um, because it seems to be affecting his game, something that everyone has been, you know, we can see clearly by just looking at, at what's going on that this this off-field stuff is, is, is affecting him and the, and all the drama that she's causing. And I'm, 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 I'm keen to hear, I mean, do you think this was a mistake by Spalletti uh, to, to kind of raise this issue? Because I've read a lot of comments suggesting that, uh, Mo. No, I don't think it's a mistake at all. I think uh, I think uh, I, I would like to imagine that uh, the entire management structure of the squad is working in uh, concert together, whether it's Marotta, Zhang, uh, uh, Spalletti. So I, I, I would like to think that this isn't like just Spalletti running off, running his mouth off alone, or or him doing something like a maverick. Uh, so. Um, Look, uh, not acknowledging the situation wasn't clearly wasn't working. So maybe maybe uh, by doing this, uh, they're they're tossing the ball back in Wanda's court. And you know we saw her come out in the press again uh, just yesterday uh, with some uh, eye brow raising uh, reports. So look, I I, I I'm surprised because this is the first time that a contract renewal or extension or whatever has uh, has. Uh, affected seemingly affected Icardi so much on the pitch. We we don't we don't know. Maybe it's something else that that that's bothering him. But it it seems like that that is the thing that's bo- that's bothering him, and it's the first time that this has happened. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I I can't judge how how good or bad the decisions or the actions of the players or the various players in this you know little opera are until uh, the conclusion of the results. But what we know for a fact is. We need Icardi to find his, you know, his scoring form ASAP uh, with Europa League uh, right in a couple of days, and and, and you know uh, Milan and Roma breathing down our necks uh, right behind us. It's it's very important for everyone that Icardi's form is regained. The guy starts banging in goals. That's that that for me is the most important thing. Whether or not the different actions. Are right or wrong? I don't think we can judge right now. Only it only once this uh, entire you know opera is uh, played out. 
Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, but but I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this, Critty, as well, because um, I, I I mean I don't think that Spalletti was running his mouth. Uh, as, as so I'm I'm actually with 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 Mo on that. But I do think uh, I don't agree. Uh, or, or like I have a I have a different analysis. My analysis is that um, Spalletti was showing faith to the squad, basically backing them up for backing him up in order to get this ship into harbor uh, to, at the, to the end of the season and finish in the top three, uh, top four, top three. Um, and I think that it wasn't, it wasn't so much as a, as an attack on Marotta, who I think is the right, has been the best signing that Inter have made uh, in a long time, because he's, he's, he's trying to impose the incredibly controversial notion that the club comes first and not players. And I think that's what a lot of this kind of boils down to. Um, well, what, what is your take on that? So I like what you just said about him showing faith to the players for showing faith in him. I, I do agree with that. Um, I So in Icardi's defense first, I will say in his defense, and then I'm going to really rip him a new one because I'm kind of getting sick and tired of the guy. <laughs> um, a lot of his stuff have been very, very short misses. I mean, he's been very close on a number of shots. Uh, he had a number of opportunities in this game against Parma. So I don't think that he's... Um, He's, he's, it's just a lot, some of it's just dumb luck. Some of it's just, just, you know, it's just not hitting his boot the right way. And it's just, it's, 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 you know, ricocheting the wrong, you know, it's just the wrong deflection, wrong angle, whatever. Um, he's, he, he's close and, you know, it'll come, you know, those, every striker, Lewandowski, he struggles with it. You know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo took a while for him to get going in Serie A this season. Every, every striker, every number nine goes through, through droughts. It's not a problem. My bigger issue, I like a drama free club. I just don't like out, outward distractions, whether it's your wife, your agent, or in this case, both. Um, Wanda's been just a, for me, just a permanent, sometimes darker than, than other times, but black cloud over this club for more years than I care to remember. And honestly, it's just, it's just the, whole, the whole act, whether she says something on Tiki Taka, whether she says something to the media, whether whatever, it's just... The fact that we keep talking about her, she keeps getting airtime, she keeps, get, keeps getting uh, uh, radio time, whatever it may be. We're talking about outward distractions. We're talking about agents. We're talking about contract extensions. We're not talking about players. We're not talking about the matches. We're talking more about the outward drama than, than anything else. And if you see really successful teams, really successful clubs, they don't have this crap. They don't have this these distractions and these... these um, these strings being pulled and pulling them in multiple directions and having to have, you know, teammates defend the player because, you know, Oh, it's his contract. It's his extension. He deserves the money. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, but, but it's, it's never simple with Wanda and Mauro. It's never a simple, okay, here's the deal. Sign it, shut up. Let's go. I mean, it's always something else. It's always something different. It was this way three years ago when he signed his extension back in 2016. So it's to me, honestly, and I'm probably alone on this boat, He's becoming more trouble than he's worth. That's just my opinion, but I'm really getting sick of him and his wife in the sideshow. Well, I, I'm sure someone would want to have a comment on that. Will, are you getting tired of the sideshow? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather it wasn't there, but um, I, I don't. I don't agree that he's more trouble than he's worth. Um, certainly, at the moment, if you look at his performances, um, you know this is. <laughs> it's it's not exactly helping this this situation, um, and it could it would be good if 
this will resolve fairly quickly. But uh, you know, wonder is wonder. You know, a leopard does not change his or her spots. Not a fish. Um, not a fish. Uh, yeah, she's a fish and a, and a leopard. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. I'm not going <laughs> to call her any other animals. I could get into trouble. Um, <laughs> So no, I, sorry, yeah. sorry for my little uh, fish named Wanda. Yeah, 1980s no. film reference. Yes, probably one yes. percent of our listeners will get. <laughs> I'm I'm playing for an, for for a crowd of two here. Yeah. The pod. No, I uh, knew what movie you were talking about, but I just yeah. I was like, man, I, is he really going there? <laughs> I went disbelief. There. <laughs> oh man. This isn't this isn't why you block off an hour every week for into time. You want you want good content. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Hey, it's a funny movie. Come on, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I I've like seen it. Yeah. Oh, you have to see it. It's great. It's awesome. I have seen it, just not for a while. I don't really oh, remember okay. it, you know. Anyway. Okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, I was pretty much finished, you know. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I don't yeah. No, speak. <laughs> oh, speak. Yeah. You still with us or have you given up after the fish named Wanda reference? <laughs> He gave up after the fish named Wanda reference. <laughs> that is quite the stance. Just yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm off. It was such a I'm bad off. movie I, reference. I, uh, I, I had my mic on mute. Uh, sorry, fellas, uh, uh, and I, I didn't realize. Yeah, go. But on. I was quite enjoying the I was quite enjoying the fish called Wanda uh, reference, and uh, I really enjoyed the movie. And uh, you young kids, stop bashing me, making a thank you. Thank you. Movies out of the greatest era in cinema's history. Thank all right. You. Thank you. Yes, go more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the you glorious eighties and it, the and eighties montages, what 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 are your thoughts? I I do believe it was early nineties though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But anyway, that 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 aside. Uh, listen, I I, uh, I I am I am sick and tired of the whole uh, Wanda Wanda thing for sure. But uh, like Will, I definitely don't think. Yeah, I'd much rather have the drama than not have Icardi uh, a million times over. You know, uh, the guy's been uh, twice top scorer in the Serie A for us uh, in, in, uh, so far. He's uh, by far the, the club's most prolific scorer over the last uh, seven, eight seasons, five seasons, whatever. And uh, hopefully he's going to have a long, bright future with us. So, no, I, I think I think it's it's annoying. It's frustrating for sure. I, I, I share the sentiment. But... It, 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 the monster only rears its ugly head every, you know, two seasons, seasons and a half, and hopefully uh, everyone learns from uh, uh, the problems uh, or, or uh, the ordeal, this time's ordeal, and uh, they'll get better at, uh, you know, sorting shit out quickly next time. So, uh, I, you know, it is what it is, you know, but uh, I don't like it. It's nasty. I hope... we. I would have much rather we, we, we as Interisti and uh, the club and whatever didn't have to suffer through this over the last uh, four weeks. But I think once it, once it blows over, everyone's going to forget uh, all about it. Today, I mean, yesterday night, she said uh, something that I think this is, again, why I, I don't see the reason why I still I absolutely double down on my, on, my, on my gut feeling and belief that he's out in the summer. And that's basically when she, when she goes out and says that I want Mauro to be the most uh, protected player in the squad. Um, they, there's a lot of uh, lies about him that come out, for example, that he had a fine or that he had watched a game together with Zanetti and Auxilio. Uh, I don't understand, or you, you, one doesn't understand if these, these ugly things come from inside or outside the club. That is a woman who is, who is not, you know, she's, she's throwing punches uh, at the club there. Um, 
and 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 that is just what I mean the unnecessariness of it and I think that uh, with Marotta because Marotta and and the and Suning seem to be on the exact same wavelength in 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 every aspect and and I think that this is a war that that she she and him are going to lose um uh, that's that I mean the, the comments like these it's not just one time it just comes over and over and over again and sure you're right Mo it comes the monster <laughs> rears its head brilliant analogy every two and a half years but it's it's a little bit like I mean it feels like wh- wh- why live why live with a monster when you don't have to live with a monster you know what I mean like at the end of the day like Critty said I think a lot of people are coming to the conclusion and 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 I think at Inter as well that it's 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 worth it's is it, is it really worth this um, can I let me ask sure, a question? Go, go, go. It's it's um, what major club would you say major clubs like the guys that are really in contention for Champions League finals would put up with this crap? Would sit there and let this man's agent slash wife, whatever whatever title she's going by today, dictate the the atmosphere in the room, if you will, especially in the dressing room where you know any. I would counter by saying any uh, any club uh, that has a Jorge Mendes, uh, Jorge Mendes or Jorge Mendes or uh, a Raiola player. I think uh, these two other agents uh, generally uh, cause far more controversy and uh, you know destabilization uh, wherever their players go than than Wanda. I think I I, I think you know I think. Mauro, for some reason or other, like the whole Mauro persona, has always attracted controversy through no fault of his own in 90% of the cases. And, and so has Wanda. Maybe it's her looks, maybe it's whatever, maybe it's their style, but they've, they've, they've always been uh, lightning rods for controversy. So well, I, I don't, I don't know. we can say that. We cannot say that. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I, I mean, sure, they, they, a lot of the times they end up in situations where they've done nothing wrong, but this situation they have created. Like, I mean, you created this. Yeah. I mean, the club did not create this. You, you can't, the club did not put a gun to her head and say that she, she goes on with Tiki Taka on, on, on Media Set and says that. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about this, oh, okay, this okay, incident okay, in particular. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm talking okay, about okay, okay, in sorry, 90% I'm, of the cases. I'm misunderstood. Mis- yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree that this is, uh, this, <laughs> this, this, these last four weeks in particular have been, have been not unusually nasty. But I also think that. The whole Icardi thing has always been very antagonistic with the press. For some reason, he's they they, they just love to vilify him and Wanda and and whatever report she comes out. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know what you know. Maybe maybe I'm I just have a a, a subjective soft, soft spot for the fella and and you know I'm willing to forgive a lot more than than you know you guys than <laughs> yeah, the, you the, the, the normal objective person. That's why you're Mr. Positivity. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the forgiveness but, but, guy. <laughs> but I mean, I, we have seen exactly what happened with uh, Pogba at United with Mourinho. You know, the guy gets gets Mourinho fired, and yeah. that's yeah. you know, we we have seen this we've seen this with uh, Mourinho again and uh, Diego Costa in Chelsea. We've seen this, and these are you know, uh, quote unquote big clubs who are in Champions League contention. We we we've seen this happen at other clubs. Many, many times, and it, you know, 
you can't be thing is, but the thing the is, but the thing is though that Diego Costa was sent to Atletico Madrid. Adrian Rabiot's mother, Veronique Rabiot, and that relationship is. I mean, that, that's the closest I can think of in terms of examples when it comes to Wanda and Icardi because th- that mother-son relationship does not seem healthy. Uh, they dress, they, they, they coordinate their dress, uh, never mind. Uh, anyway, that, that, <laughs> well, but no, that's, to, that's what I, happened I at PSG. To, uh, and the PSG are sending him away, I think, aren't they? I mean, no, but, but Chelsea fired Mourinho for Diego Costa and Azar and uh, Fabregas uh, because they, prior to finally getting rid of uh, Diego Costa, but you know, yeah, but Conte had a problem. Before. But Conte had an yeah. issue with with Diego. Costa. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That at some point the club draws the line, and and I think that the thing here with with Icardi is that he's never had a problem with any coach. The problem he's had is with the club, and it's hard to sack the club. You, you know what I mean? Like that's why I think that in this tug of war between us, Marotta on one side and Wanda and Mauro on the other, which is kind of what it's ending up is, I don't see, I only see one outcome there, and well, that the I, that is, outcome is is one the, as Wanda and Mauro out. The thing is, I wanted to say is that I, I was in the same boat with Mo. I, I defended him for, for I've been defending him for years, and the the, the week after his his stupid book came out. I bought a shirt with his name on the back. I mean, you know, like I, you know, okay, I, uh, I got, I, I got uh, kind of teased for it on Facebook. It was like, oh, you know, uh, who, whose name is on the back? And I said, Icardi. They're like, oh, yeah, you know. I mean, Inter fans were hating his guts back in 2016 when that book came out, and he had to patch things up with them, and he did a fine job of it. The fact of the matter is, though, that this is reoccurring. It, it, it's. You said I don't want to go through this every two, two and a half years. Every time he's up for an extension, I, I, I mean. <laughs> How many, it, it's, it's draining. It's draining. It's really yeah, draining. It's draining, yeah. and it, at some point, yes, I'm wanting to sell him for 150 million and go buy three other potential superstars. I mean, like, I, yeah. I, enough's enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people are coming to that conclusion, and and it will be interesting to follow because Marotta. We have to we have to also give the other side. Marotta came out, and and I mean when when Spalletti comes out and says that this situation, that there, this is a situation, it needs to be attended, and everyone needs to be able to focus. And then and then um, you have uh, Marotta, who I think has been, I honestly think that he's uh, he's handled himself absolutely brilliantly since coming to the club to this club and I think he, he's barely, he's not been given exactly a an easy soft start but um, he basically came out today and says that um, he, he he wanted to uh, say that you know Spalletti uh, we'll, we'll, we'll explain everything to Spalletti. There's no issue with Icardi. As always, this guy's cool is, is just amazing, isn't it? I mean, talk about how... In, can you just imagine if all of this was happening back in the Moratti days? Can you just, like... I, I, I actually shudder to think of all what would have happened uh, when, when, all this, when all this was going on back, back then. Uh, but now, we, I really, really, really like Marotta because of his calm, his cool, his level-headedness. The, the man has got ice in his veins and and he always comes out and, and just says um uh, says the things to, to diffuse every situation but but i mean it's it's uh, as gabriele marcotti said, said i think it was last week he said this the, the guy marotta looks like he's aged 150 years and he's only been there for two months like this the, the, this is not you know i know inter is special that way that it kind of breaks you know in, you know inter years uh 
is is not the same. It's like dog years. One year is fourteen dog years, and 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 seven dog years, and in one inter one human year is twenty five inter years. So a lot can you know, <laughs> I know inter is special that way. But 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 it's um it's really I'm really impressed by by what Marotta has done, and and his, and, and and I hope that. You know that that the, the sooner he gets into the swing of things, um, and I hope that Suning, you know, now that you've hired him, you have to let him work. You have to go all the way. You can't like back out now because then you create this uncertainty, and uncertainty is never good. Um, and and I don't think they will because it seems that they're when it comes in terms of finances, it can, in terms of how they want to build for the future, they seem completely all on the same line. And and I, that's why I'm thinking that this war. Is is a war that the Icardis are going to lose, uh, uh, and and I wonder, and I, I wonder if it's too late. Um, I think uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens there. Right, but uh, on uh, Thursday, let's move on. Uh, we're playing in the Europa League. Isn't everyone excited for that? Yay! I'm very excited. <laughs> no, we're not excited, and we're playing a team that is is that that, that kind of matches the excitement. Rapid Vienna. Um, I couldn't care less about this game, but I have we have to because it's one of the objectives. And I think that what we can ask from Inter is a quarterfinal place. Other than that, I want them to focus on the Serie A. Um, but but they have to beat Rapid Vienna. Um, and with it's the, not even the, a quarterfinal. It's just to get to the round of sixteen if they win. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like they have to get to the quarterfinals. Oh like, yeah, they have yeah. to get to the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like less than less than minimum. And thing. Rapid Vienna is from the fake Bundesliga. They're not even from the real Bundesliga. <laughs> nice one. But what what are we expecting going into this, Kirti Kirti? What do what do you know about Rapid Vienna? I know not much. Uh, well, I know a lot about RB Salzburg. Um, but uh, not too much about Rapid Vienna. Rapid Vienna is just their club in the Austrian Bundesliga. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's so much. <laughs> they play in Austria and they play yeah. good football for Austria. Um, I can't really say too much more to it other than the fact that they are basically at every position, uh, skill-wise, experience-wise, and, uh, you know, uh, just level-wise, worse than Inter. So this would be a crying shame if uh, Inter were not to come away with the uh, the victory here. But there is always uh, Beersheba, so that was the same same story a couple of years ago. So um, this should be, I mean, I would expect nothing less than than an Inter victory here. A kind of three nil, the three nil mold, like a really good feel good kind of get back some momentum kind of offensive victory. But um, you know, it's Inter, so you never know. <laughs> Inter, there is a player at, at, at Rapid Vienna who has played for Inter, or he played uh, for Inter's youth team. Uh, I think Christoph Knasmüllner. Uh, yeah, Christoph Knasmüllner is his name. Müllner. He played for Inter. Uh, he was at Inter for six months uh, at the youth team before he was uh, sent to Ingolstadt and Admira Wacker, Barnsley, and then now he's enjoying his football at uh, Rapid Vienna. Uh, is there anything else to say here other than Inter have to win? I mean, is, I mean, I mean, the, the Parma victory will be pretty useless if Inter get hammered here. Don't you agree, Mo? I agree uh, completely. Uh, it's time to build momentum. It's time to make sure that uh, you know that uh, we really did turn a corner and uh, we head into the you know the meat and bones parts of the season with you know all cylinders firing. So I think yeah, nothing but a victory here. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so let's let's not dwell too much on that game. I think this is a game where I think Lautaro should start the start. I think this is a game where where I yeah. would like where I'd like to see some some rotation done. I'd like to see Miranda play. I'd like to see Dalbert play. I mean, I want to see some rotation here. Uh, Galliardini and Jaumari obviously not allowed to be registered uh, in the in the European squads, so we're down to two men there. But uh, Matteo Politano will for sure. I mean, I think he has to play some 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 role in this game. Um, or, or at the very least against Sampdoria, which is a game that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, it's uh, it's a team that I that that has Sampdoria is one of those enigmas to me. On the one hand, Giampaolo is they're just like their coach. On the one hand, Giampaolo has this team playing some absolutely fantastic football. They can you know they can completely outplay some some teams, and then they 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 just completely lose their minds. And, and lose against Frosinone at home, um, and and they have, they, I mean, they, they, it's a little, they, they, it's it's a little bit of an embodiment of Quagliarella, isn't it? One one minute it's Slatan Ibrahimovic esque backheeled goals of the season, and then the other minute it's 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 losing against Frosinone. I mean, there's no there's no there's no you know God knows what kind of team is turning up, but this is the game is at the San Siro. Um, and it's going to be, uh, and I think that that speaks to to, to Inter's favor uh, at uh, 6 p.m. kickoff uh, on the uh, Sunday. Uh, what, what are your expectations going into that, uh, Mo? I um, look. I'm always weary of uh, meeting a side. First of all, like you said, uh, Jekyll and uh, Hyde side, because uh, you never know what side is going to show up on their day. They can be, you know, uh, champion beaters and. So, and, and, and a side that's lost two games in a row. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's better than facing a Sampdoria that's won two, two matches in a row and come into the San Siro in high spirits. So, uh, like you, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. Um, I think uh, much might depend on, on the performance in uh, Vienna. Uh, a strong performance. Because we, we, we know that we can beat, like uh, Inter can beat Sampdoria, no problem. On their day, if if everything goes right, so if uh, if uh, baby steps get taken uh, in the right direction in Vienna, and the squad builds and uh, builds in confidence, and you know, then they come back into uh, the Meazza on Sunday and uh, take care of business. We'll see. I, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm, as always, uh, which we like. Uh, so um, I'm going to turn to our Mr. Negativity from the polar positive to the polar negative. Critty, so how, how badly will Intel screw this up? Hey, so <laughs> seriously, though, Sampdoria has only had one win in the league since December 26th, and that was against Udinese 4-0. So I feel good about this. I'm not, I don't really feel so negatively. Again, we're at home. Uh, I think that says a lot. Uh, you know, that, that, that San Siro advantage does help out more than it hurts. And I, 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 you know, I think there's a lot of positives. And the second half of this match against Parma, you know, on the road with the with the game nil nil, looking like another one point draw, which we just really couldn't afford to have. We needed some momentum, especially with Milan right on our tails. They 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 pulled it out, you know. And I think think that Spalletti's finding he's he's kind of finding the fine tuning and he's finding the right seasonings to go in the dish to 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 get this team across the finish line and uh, safely finish in the top three. So, you know, I think that um, I think that everything's starting at most saying turning the corner. That's a good that's a good way to put it. Uh, I think we are doing that. And I think that you see an upward trend. 
with this team. I hope that this uh, nine go on thing, uh, maybe we can cut the clubbing back to maybe one o'clock in the morning or maybe even midnight. Um, that would be <laughs> one really, can really only dream. Maybe one cut the only... alcohol consumption down to maybe three or four beers instead of the normal 12 pack. Um, <laughs> one you know, can only uh, dream. God only knows what he's capable of in that, in that, in that case. But uh, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some, a lot of stuff I think that we can be excited about Nima. So I'm, I'm going to go with a two, one win for Inter in this. Um, I'm I, I, I'm I'm gonna ask uh, you, Will. Here, uh, you've been quiet there in the corner a little bit. I want there's no Gianluca Caprari, so obviously I won't I won't be happy. But um, so that that'll ruin this game for me. But um, who I mean, aside from Qualiarella, who should Inter look out for? Do you think? Well, I mean, uh, this is not necessarily uh, an, a problem in an attacking and a defensive sense for Inter in terms of players that could hurt Inter, but. Um, Inter are very highly linked to Anderson, the centre-back, uh, who's kind of taken Milan Skriniar's position in that central defensive position. Um, you know, there was talk that if Miranda left uh, in January, then they might have tried to do something for him. There's been talk about it for a long time. So, personally, I'm very interested to see how he hopes at San Siro. I remember when Samp came two years ago, when they, they beat us, when we were in a, a terrible moment. Um, Skriniar was extraordinary uh, at San Siro when he yeah. basically... He basically annulled Icardi in that game. So yeah. maybe this will be another sort of um, love at first sight moment. So that's quite interesting from a, an inter perspective. I mean, look, Qualiarella is, I don't know, I don't think he's ever been in, in a form like this. You know, he's always been a scorer of great goals, but he's never been a great scorer of goals. You know, it's, so this is, it's quite remarkable that he's made this record. Um, I, I think I, I agree with you, Nima, in the sense that I didn't want Batistuta to disappear from Serie A's, um, uh, record books, particularly given that he set that record in a really difficult era, much more difficult than this one. But he, yeah. it is a still a remarkable achievement, uh, what he did. So, yeah, Qualiarella is always difficult. Um, Gabbiadini has just turned up. Um, yeah, and he's, he's good. He, he scores yeah. against Inter. He turns up against Inter. I mean, he's got a history there. Yeah, well, uh, we could have had him for, what was it? 50 plus Gabbiadini, if we'd remember that, remember yeah. that glorious summer when we could have skipped Na- Napoli Icardi and uh, taken Gabbiadini and uh, <laughs> 50 million. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's a difficult game. I'm interested to see what happens. Um, Sam for a side that you know play well against the big sides and then wilt against teams that they should beat, and that's why they need these teams never actually get into the Champions League in the end. That's why I think what Atalanta are doing at the moment is so impressive because they are getting these points. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm interested to see more than anything. I'm interested to see how Spalletti sort of manages the rotation between cup and league because it's not a huge turnaround. Um, I think Lautaro will definitely start on Thursday, so that would imagine that he. Wo- I would imagine that he won't play on Sunday. Um, Dalbert is not in the Europa League list either, even by the way. So oh, he can't, sorry, he can't, yeah, he can't right. play on Thursday, so it'll, it'll be SMR right. or, or D'Ambrosio left back. So maybe he'll play on Sunday. I don't know. Politano's um, back. Cater will be back. Maybe if he's, you know, maybe he won't be fit enough to start, but it'll be good to have them back. Uh, yeah, it's a, it should be a good game. Um, last year, this was probably our best performance of the season until minute 65 when we shot oh, yeah, up and, yeah. and Sam <laughs> came back into it. But um, yeah, it should be, it should be a pleasing game. But then I look at the last few matches that we've been involved in: nil, nil, one, nil, one, nil, one, one. After extra time, one, nil. You know, maybe it won't be a goal fest. I'll, I'll take the points. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the points too. Um, so give me a prediction. Well, I'll have to stick with that. I'll say 1-0. <laughs> uh, who's going to score? That's a good it has question. to be Icardi. I mean, he always scores against Sampdoria. Yeah, do you remember, I remember, remember the Mazzari game where he scored with a 90th minute penalty. You know, that was uh, yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hope he scores because for for me, it's, for me, it's for me, it's and he scored two, and he because he always turns up against Sampdoria, his former team. Yeah, he's got that motivation. If there's anything that can wake him from his slumber, it's the chance to stick the knife into Sampdoria's back again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, speak Anderson is good, but I think just as a side note, I I don't think Inter need any more central defenders because what I saw with Bastoni do for 90 minutes against Inter this weekend, ah. uh, I mean, wow, what a player! Well done, Piero. Right, yeah. um, as a, as a little per, per side note, uh, Mo predictions, Sampdoria, give me quickly. I think it's a, it's an Inter win. I think it's two one. Okay, uh, Kredi, did you have, uh, maybe did, did you say your prediction or did you? Yeah, did yeah. Like... So I'm gonna go two one. Uh, Manolo Gabbiadini scores for Samp, and uh, Icardi breaks his drought. Uh, and I think Raja, with one beer in his hand, will score. The other. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't need to have. Don't need to have like a like a Peroni deal. Like make yourself useful, Raja. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they do have a deal with Peroni. Right. Anyway. Perfect uh, for him. Perfect. Don't yeah. Encourage. Him. <laughs> Okay, before this turns into into um, into an intervention, an intervention. Let's um, let's move on to uh, the part of the show where we walk back and walk down memory lane, highlighting uh, a player or a coach worthy of being branded Inter Legends, uh, and it will be presented by Mr. Chris Smith. Non è un personaggio che che può essere sostituito perché era un personaggio assolutamente unico. Il fatto che abbia sempre pensato e avuto nel cuore due colori il nero e l'azzurro okay guys so today we're going back to the trapattoni era and uh, the late 80s early 90s and we're going to finish off uh, the german trio we the only one we haven't talked about so far is the man who scored the game winning goal of the 1990 world cup uh, against diego maradona's argentina and that is andreas prime and The title of his article that we wrote for him on Sempre Inter in the Inter Legend series was The German Utility Man. So he was kind of like the Swiss Army knife of, um, of, of, of Inter players during his time. He could really play just basically any position except, except keeper. Um, the question is more, he's one of those guys I actually struggle with as far as saying, you know, outright Inter Legend. He did make 116 appearances for the club, but... Um, You know, some of these guys, especially the last season after Trapattoni left, uh, Mateos and Bremen and uh, Klinsmann stayed around for one, one, one year longer than they probably should have. And uh, a little bit of, I guess, some of the, the good feeling of the, the UEFA Cup and the uh, Scudetto that they won in the, in the years prior kind of got rubbed off because Inter had a very mediocre finish that season. Uh, not their fault, really, and more tactical than uh, really player performance in, in terms of why they, they finished so poorly. But, um, you know, Bremen, is he an interlegend in the, in the terms of, I, I see him as a fringe interlegend, to be quite honest, because to me, he's more, he's better known for his time at FC Kaiserslautern, which is um, his club before Inter. And then again, he went back there five years from 1993 to 1998, becoming, uh, he was a member of the club, actually, that uh, only Bundesliga club in history to get promoted. And then the very next season, they won the Bundesliga title, which is just unbelievable when you think about you know that was still 1998 that's not like the 70s you know it's it's still modern football it's still there was still big money starting to being handed out at that time and Kaiser Slaughter you know went from you know promotion to, to to winning the Bundesliga with Bayern in the same league and Dortmund at that time very strong as well so so I wanted to kind of turn it over to you Nima starting off with um 
how do you how do you see you know Bremen in in his time at Inter? Uh, because obviously the star of that team was Lota Mateos. I mean, it was it was undisputed. And then of course uh, the other guy who gets more a little bit more of the glory, I think, because he was the goal scorer, was Jurgen Klinsmann. So how do you rate Bremen in terms of Inter? legend is he is he there is he not you know is he kind of an honorable mention what do you what do you think for me for sure he's an inter legend because i think um uh, as, as as in terms of left backs go he's uh, after facchetti perhaps the best left back inter have ever had uh, the man could hit a football harder than 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 should be uh, like humanly possible i mean they called him in germany i know eisenfuss like iron foot because of that he he had an absolutely amazing uh ability to hit the ball and and his his utility and, and it's absolutely true the utility part he, he played everywhere for germany as well he could play everywhere and he would he could do every single role right um, but his his left foot, uh, his crosses, his 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 shoot, his shooting, his ability, his his goal goals in important games, his um, no for me for me he's definitely an Inter legend and for I hold him higher in higher regard uh, than than Klinsmann at Inter in terms of legends because he Absolutely. he he completely dominated that left flank um, when he, when he was playing there. And and allowed uh, uh, Trapattoni. Trapattoni's football was was very much, you know, needed. You needed the brilliance of Matteo's in the middle and and the movement and, and crossing and pace and ability to 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 change things around uh, by by these these brilliant passes that that Bremen delivered. Uh, so for me, Andy Bremen is without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and you have to remember the Inter de record. Um, that that Trapattoni had. Uh, Klinsmann came the season after. Bremen was right. there. You know, Bremen was a, was a integral part of that team. So, so for me, he's definitely an Inter legend. So, Mo, what are some of your thoughts about Andreas Bremen? Yeah, no, I um, I think uh, we uh, we spoke about this uh, a bit in in, in um, the Klinsmann and the Mateos uh, episodes, and I agree with Nima. He's to, to me at least, uh, while Bremen is definitely not a mar- as big of a marquee name as Klinsmann is. His uh, his impact on on the team as an Inter player makes him far more deserving of the legends of the legend status. I mean, uh, uh, having having won the Scudetto as well, and, and and yeah. So again, the German trio, like we said in the Klinsmann episode, is a, a legendary trio for Inter. But the two legends of that trio in and of themselves would probably be Matteo Bremen for me. And, and yeah, so I agree completely. So, Will, did you have something you wanted to say about Bremen in terms of his inter-importance? No, I agree. I think I would, I would call him a legend. He won the Scudetto. He was an important part of that Scudetto winning side. Um, he, you know, he, he didn't, from what, I can, from what I can gather, didn't sort of um, create much fanfare when he arrived because Matteos was there. And that was pretty much were the um, the main attraction in terms of Inter's German contingent. But, you know, uh, I think he, he's more deserving of it than Klinsmann, for sure. Um, you know, we, I think I said a few weeks ago that if you were going to tell someone who'd never heard of Inter about the three Germans, Klinsmann would be the last one. And I think Bremen would be much closer to, to Mateos in that sense. So um, I don't have a problem with him being called an Inter legend. He's, you, could, <laughs> you could say that, you know, with Zanetti, he's the last proper left back you know that, that that's happened to to play for this club so i i don't have a problem with it at all mm. 
So mm. Nima, one thing when I say, it's funny because when the Germans got the penalty in the World Cup final, yeah, it was on a team, by the way, that featured Jürgen Koller, uh, Lothar Matthäus, uh, Jürgen Klinsmann, uh, Rivella. It was Andreas Bremen that stepped up to take that 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 kick against Argentina, and of course scored scored the only goal of that game. It, it's uh, you know Will and Mo kind of hit on this. It, it wasn't with the most fanfare. It's like Andreas Bremen is kind of like. Um, it's almost like he, because Mateus was such a big name and Klinsmann was the, you know, obviously the number nine. So you get, it's, it's a sexier position. Bremen is almost, do you think maybe of the three, obviously he's the second most important, but maybe the most forgotten? Probably out of the three for sure. But I mean, the, I think that that's such an, I think that is such a great euphemism or such a great example of his career because that World Cup, Mateus was, was fantastic. Uh, he won the Ballon d'Or. He became the player of the year. He, he also was a player who always took um um uh to to to, to, to i mean he, he always took the penalties um um uh sorry uh, no he always took the penalties and 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 all of a sudden um and then uh, all of a sudden you have uh, um you know from nowhere it's it's breme who's standing there um, and and not Matthäus uh, because because uh, up until that point every penalty had been taken by Matthäus, um, so so that was uh, that was very um, that, that was I mean and, and and he also buried it with his right foot, uh, which many people forget that he had a very good right, right. foot as well. Uh, so that's that, that's that, that for me is um, um, that, that for me is very um, very very impressive. Do you know who? Um, yeah. Do you know who uh, was compared to? in the summer in no. terms of in terms of arriving under the radar and quietly impressing Politano no. by Aldo Serena he said really? Politano could be a Brema kind of signing in that <laughs> you know he, he comes with he, he signed at the same time as players that have a greater media presence i.e. maybe Angolan in this in this instance uh, Lautaro and suddenly a couple of months into the season you realise actually this is this guy's really good you know he's 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 quite important, so I like that. He just thought because like yeah, obviously Aldo Serena played with Bremer. You're yeah. absolutely right as far as the media presence goes. I mean, it's, he kind of just you know Bremer took a managerial position uh, in Germany after he, he retired, and he just he's just kind of you know he he's he's around, but he just kind of he's faded. You know, you see Matthias everywhere. He's he you know he cleans mons all over the media. You know, lives lives in California, coached U.S. men's national team, but Bremer just honestly he. He just he he just kind of kind of kind of faded away. Mm, indeed, indeed. Right. I know that was awesome. Um, awesome, Critty. Let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, rip the piss out of, and uh, criticize someone or someone in the world of football heavily. Starting with the um, uh, with the moji of the week, which will be presented by Mr. Will Beckman. Yeah, I don't often take these away from from football, but I will do on this occasion because um, it, there's, there's there's a I think there's justification for it in this sense. You're into one, so we don't need to shout at the players. Just we can give that a break until next week. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, the, this this there's actually two mojis this week, um, mm-hmm. but uh, they are they are partners in crime, um, most literally. <laughs> no, most literally they are partners in crime. Uh, Lorenzo Marinelli 
and Daniel Bazzano. They are 24 and 25 years old, respectively, and their crime is to have destroyed the hopes and dreams of a very promising young athlete uh, who was um, making his way through uh, his, well, he's coming to the end of his teens, 19 years old. Uh, he's a swimmer. He's called uh, Manuel Bortuzzo. Uh, he has been training with sort of Italy's best swimmers for the last couple of years. He's been in training camps. He's been quietly impressing in sort of uh, his various age groups and was tipped for big things. But uh, he won't be a professional swimmer anymore because a couple of weeks ago he was shot and he now can't walk and he will never walk again, apparently. Um, he's, he's still... You know, and so what happened was he was um, he was in Rome with his girlfriend. They were going for a walk and uh, they were sort of outside a pub or a nightclub where there were some disturbances going on. They were just walking past because they wanted um, they wanted to get an ice cream or something from a shop that was nearby. And these two blokes basically did a drive by shooting on him. Um, they they turned up according to this is this, this is Bortuzzo's version of events. He says that they turned up. Uh, as they came past, they had their backs to each other. So, in other words, one of them was riding along, and the other one was had his was sort of facing backwards. And I think it was him that fired the gun. But the, the even more remarkable thing is that this was a case of mistaken identity. So these these two lads didn't want to shoot him; they wanted to shoot someone else. Um, so they've been they've been arrested. They're in custody at the moment, and. Uh, They've admitted that you know we didn't mean to sh- we didn't mean to shoot this guy. We have no idea who he is, but they have quite clearly meant to do it to someone else. They they planned this out. They they threw the gun away afterwards. They 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 seem to have a, a very clear plan of what they were going to do. It just obviously is from, it failed from their point of view. Um, so is uh, yeah. So Manuel is not. He he still thinks he is going to walk again. He's very optimistic. I think it's, it's very good of him to to not give up, but uh, it looks as if he will not be a, a swimmer and he will not be going to world championships and Olympics and, and whatever, because he's been deprived of the ability to, to walk. And, you know, it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. So those are the two modules of the week. They are bastards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, let's move on to something much more positive. This week's Moratti, which will be presented by Mr. Curtis Smith. Is he works a lot. He's intelligent and he surprises people sometimes with his ideas. Not easy to find one person of this qualities. This week's Moratti, uh, after we focus on uh, what we talked about earlier in this very episode about the dark cloud and distractions that we have sometimes with the club, um, this guy looked like uh, you know one of the most exciting summer signings we had, and then it turned uh, kind of dark towards Christmas when we heard some comments coming out that he made about the club. And what I'm hopeful for, and as we all are hopeful for, is that we just saw his 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 last performance uh, turn out to be quite good. Is um, the the kind of uh, resurrection of one Raja Nangolan, and I think that's uh, you know something that we're all hopeful of, and the fact that maybe there's a different uh, kind of a, a, a maturing, I guess you will, uh, of this player because he's now said you know he's he's he understands that uh, he has to do certain things differently as he gets older and keep his, himself in better shape and to take care, better care of himself. And that, to me, is a sign of understanding where you, where you are in your life and your career. And, you know, it so shows some kind of dedication that you want to be a premier uh, football player, a uh, professional athlete, if you will, and represent the club and the crest with honor and dignity and pride. 
And, you know, it was it was kind of troublesome when you listened earlier in the season that, you know, he, he's a clubber. He, you know, he, he whatever he does, he's a raver. I don't know what he does in his free time, but he's a party animal. And, you know, Spalletti was seemingly OK with that. You know, I don't care what he does off the pitch. But 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 that does matter. It does those things add up? It's like a, you know, a bunch of two dollar charges on your debit card. It's like, you know, after a while, it's going to add up to two hundred and fifty and you have to pay the piper. And, you know, Nyingolan cannot, you can't sustain that kind of lifestyle and try to be a performance athlete like he is and like, you know, so many of us expect our, our, our players to be. The fact that he's seemingly coming to a conclusion of that that's not going to work is good news for all of us. And I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic that he has, um, he's turning a corner, not just in his professional career, but maybe also in his personal life to kind of settle down and, 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 and be a little bit more, uh, how should I say? Uh, An adult. An adult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in his way of thinking. So I think um, I will I will give it to him cautiously. I'm going to give him the Moratti cautiously this week and extend, extend an olive branch. This is the, the studio into his first cautious, cautious Moratti. Cautious Moratti, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, that's this week's Moratti is uh, Racha Nainggolan. And, and, and here's to uh, many more such such outings as last week. Mm. Got his crest back. <laughs> got his Mohican back. He said it was. Said he was. He said he's done it for good luck or something. Luck? Well, I thought. Yeah, I thought we'd never. Yeah. Thought we'd, thought we'd never see it again. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to comment more on that. Uh, let's uh, move on uh, to something slightly more comical. Uh, this week's frog, which I'll be presenting myself. E clamoroso autogol di Ranocchia. So when 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 a, when a super genius like Maurizio Zamparini, who everyone who listens to this pod knows uh, I love, uh, when he when he leaves Palermo, it can't ever be easy because he's left the club, he sold it. Um, but but um, the, the the new owners won't be. I mean, it, it was bound to never ever just be that easy, is it? Because uh, apparently one of the people uh, that is involved. Um, is um, one of the people involved in, in interested in taking over uh, is is a person called uh, Raffaello Folieri. Now, why is this a frog? Well, um, he used to be dating a Hollywood star named Anne Hathaway, um, but he had to. They broke up because he had to go to prison in 2008 in America for four and a half years for pleading guilty to 14 counts of conspiracy, wire fraud, and money laundering charges. Um, and they, that, that's why he broke up with her. He's been trying to get into um, uh, into uh, into into calcio. Uh, he's been trying to buy Foggia, uh, in, in, in another club in southern Italy. Uh, and one of the investors back then was was according to Vanity Fair, Ron Burkle, who owns Pittsburgh Penguins, a part owner there. Um, and uh, but, however. Uh, the, that, that's that's what he claimed back then that Ron Burkle, the part owner of Pittsburgh Penguins, hockey team, was was uh, was going to help him buy Foggia, but uh, Burkle's lawyer told Vanity Fair that Folieri quote is just making this BS up. There is absolutely zero chance that Ron would invest with Folieri directly or indirectly. Um, uh, but Folieri insisted back then uh, that Burkle would be on his team. Um, my accurate, my interviews with the Italian press were accurate and precise. It's a shame that after I paid my debt to society, some people still have the need to put me down and don't give a person a second chance. Um, 
this is uh, this is the guy that is rumored to take over Palermo after Zamparini, and I don't know. Um, I I hope this doesn't happen because it seems like this guy is 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 not the is not the guy. It's not someone who, who Palermo needs, but it is definitely worthy. Uh, it is definitely very uh, in the in the in the insanity brand and taste of of that. After Samparini leaves, it has to be some 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 Hollywood dating, money laundering, crazy person who who who's a con artist. Um, to 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 that that is interested. I hope it doesn't happen. But uh, I had a little right little giggle when I read read about it read about this. Right, uh, that's all we had time for this week. Uh, I'd like to thank Mo and Kri uh, for joining us. They had to run away. And I'd also like to thank Will for coming back, making his, his return. Uh, thank you. It's, it's glad to be back. Can I say one more? Can I, can I make a birthday wish before we... Yeah, sure. Go, go, go. Valentino Rossi. He's turning 40 this weekend. He's one of Inter's most famous supporters. And this week, this year, he's got a bike that's actually Inter's colours as well. So he's... He's he's a he's a good man, and I he's wish him good decent man. I wish him all the best in his post fortieth birthday life. He's, he turns forty on Saturday. Absolutely, buon compleanno, Valentino Rossi. A big Inter fan, uh, always. Uh, yeah, he's a big Inter fan. He's, he's never made exactly any secrets of being an Inter fan either. So, buon compleanno, uh, uh, Valentino Rossi. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Critty. And until next week, this is Nima Tavalli Ruzzi wishing you two wins, three points, and sempre e solo forza Inter. 